don't you try not to be an asshole today? Why start tonight? Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is March 10th, 2021. Why do you got to start the show that way? I'm giving you words of encouragement. <laughs> that doesn't sound like words of encouragement uh, at all. Well, I meant it to be. <laughs> I meant it to be encouraging. Try not to be a real horse's ass tonight, <laughs> Dave. Thought those would be words you like. What's no, going on? No. Is that what you tell your kids before they go to school? Uh, okay, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. You know, as parents, and I get it, I get the teachers, I can't imagine what it's like, right? Trying to run a Zoom class, as bad as it is for kids in eighth grade like mine, I can't yeah. imagine for elementary school kids, right? Trying to keep them focused on a Zoom. Good luck. So the city of La Mesa and Spring Valley let us know what the kids' back-to-school schedule is. And we were notified yesterday that starting, I think it's April 19th, which is great. Thanks for the last three weeks of the school year. Real fucking commitment there, kid. Uh, Tuesday and Thursday, 11.30 to 3.05 on campus. Well, that's really goddamn convenient for parents to get kids over there, right? (laughs) Do you have a choice of not going and doing Zoom? No, it's if you don't go, you just don't go. And we're like, well, we're not doing that. Not take one class at nine and Jack and Kate are like, yeah, I think that's our best plan. <laughs> no, it's not. I can sit around playing creative construction all day, you dumb shit. But like who sits in, and I, I don't know, Dave, but really in the school board, like no thinking about, because there's no more, you can't ride the bus anymore. They don't do the bus. Oh, no. So who looks in there and goes, oh, yeah, I would think most parents are available to drive their kids over to, to school at 1130. Well, of course they aren't. Here's the deal. Everybody's trying to get them back in school. Yeah. One is, you know, their parents definitely want them back. Parents are tired of it. Yeah. But then you're getting, you know, the president ran on saying, oh, I'm going to get the kids back in school. Yep. And so there's. Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe. And now there's a rush to get him back in school before the school year is over. Newsom's trying to save his ass. Of course. Wouldn't you? Cuomo's trying to grab his ass. Hey! (laughs) What's up? What's up? (laughs) So, overall, it it is a huge hassle for every teacher, every school district, but it's a race to have to do it. It's a party kind of you have to throw, but you don't want to throw it. I'm not prepared, and that's the way they're looking at it. And so... That a lot of teachers aren't comfortable in doing it. My, no. I, I know, because my wife has to deal with the union side all the time. Yeah. And but, you're getting teachers that saying, I don't want to go back in. I don't know what the kids are bringing. And you're getting some, you know, the teachers, fine, I have the shot, but now I want the kids to have the shot. It's Well, it's it's all fucked up. So if it's, it's this whole race, the smart thing to do is just hold them out to the end of the fucking year and start brand new when the next school year starts so everybody's fully prepared. Here's what you do. Let me let me help the superintendent okay. out because they obviously don't have a f- fucking clue. Well, they make a lot of money too. Yeah, for being stupid. God, I have a buddy of mine. He's a principal. Every time I talk to this guy, in so over his head, so over his head. You know who he is? <laughs> He's a subscriber. I know who he is. He's not. I wish he was running things in La Mesa. I'm absolutely kidding you, Pete in Point Loma. Oh, shade thrown. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, no, but all kidding aside, if you're going to do that, bring them in at 8.30 and release them at lunch. 
and then say, hey, guess what? You have to be Zoomed in at 1.15 for your next class. You're out at noon. That means you got an hour to eat lunch and walk your chicken ass home and get logged in. Let that, because then parents can drop them off. But a lot of kids walk home. My kids walk home. But but what time? You have half hour to have lunch and try to get over to the school, which is mm, mile and a half away. You know, I, I don't know, maybe maybe further than that away. You just logistically, it makes no sense. But if you were to say to, the, and I don't know what it's like. Again, did I tell you the second part of the school district, La Mesa slash Spring Valley? <laughs> Big, big surprise that they would not have any fucking clue how to do anything in the beautiful downtown Spring Valley. But yeah, so now everybody's scrambling to try to figure out as parents, you want the kids in there. You want them having the interaction with the teachers and their buddies. But it's like you've had 12 months and that's the best you could do. Do Do your kids want to go back? Like the kids Not I, right now, the but kids I think I've when they get to, back, the kids that that I've talked to in the high school level, yeah, have literally said to me, "Are you looking forward to going back?" Fuck no, I've been cheating my way with A's the whole way through. Yeah, I oh mean, yeah, it, I mean it's like no, my grades are fantastic, never been better. This is a great opportunity to finish the school year with straight A's. Oh yeah, my kids think they're the Bill Gates of the La Mesa Arts Academy. It's like, well, let's see what happens when you actually have to do schoolwork again. Right now, you've committed a, a convenient... And again, Dave, I'm not, I'm not belittling the teachers. I can't imagine how challenging it has been yeah. on their end. I, I really don't. I, I respect it. We never even got a chance to meet any of their teachers as a parent. Wow. Right? You That's can't crazy. do anything. And for eighth grade, getting ready for high school, and I've said to them, look, it's a drag for you, but if this had happened in your junior year, in March of your yeah. junior year... You would have missed your entire senior year of high school. I can't imagine how terrible oh, yeah. that is. So there are people with it a lot worse, but La Mesa just doesn't have a clue what they're trying to do right now. You know, it's funny. Last night I had a, a coach's umpiring meeting as far as what's allowed for baseball because baseball yeah. starts on March 23rd. A lot of spitting. <laughs> Listen, I mean, it is, it's wild the what they do. So you, everybody has to wear a mask all the time. Okay. So, so if you're playing, you play pitcher, you have to wear a mask. You play in shortstop, got to wear a mask. You're a coach, you have to wear a mask. Everything, everyone understands that. There's no exchanging of lineup cards anymore. So, really? Yeah, you're supposed to take a picture of your lineup card and text it over oh, to the guy. Oh, just what you want. Every coach having your <laughs> number. <laughs> they already have. Everybody has each other's number. So there's one school district. I'm not going to say which one. Say but it. I'm not. There's one school district that told us, look, when you come to play us, and we do go over there to play. They said, you know, we're being COVID um, cautious, so we're only allowing four fans per player. I'm like, what? Per player? Per player. I'm like, that's a hell of a cutback. I go, I don't think yeah. our kids have four fans per we player. We got a thousand people there? That's yeah. got to be Cathedral Catholic. And so, no, it's not. We play Cathedral game one. I don't know what the rules are, but if you come to play us like Cathedral, I got to call mm-hmm. the Cathedral coach and tell him, here's the rules in our district. Everybody has to wear a mask nonstop. So no so, seeds. No, no seeds. Absolutely right. No spitting at all. So here's the deal. If a pitcher goes to their mouth and touches the ball, mm-hmm. which happens all the time, anybody goes to their mouth, that ball is thrown away. Wow. Well, the balls are crazy expensive. I mean, you're talking like $10 baseballs oh, for high yeah. school baseballs. 
and now you're just chucking balls to the side. Gone, gone. Oh, I'm go- and, coming and so, out there. Where are you guys playing? You can't go. Bullshit. You don't. You cannot. I will. You come dress watch up us on the road. School custodian. <laughs> That's what my kid said. Exactly I'll be there in today. a jumpsuit. He goes, if your kid was playing, what would he do to get in? I said, there's nothing he can get, do to get in. He goes, you wouldn't fake like being a custodian? Yeah. Just walk in with a mop? Great Dickie shirt. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of the, the way it goes. How about Costa is one of the broadcasters with Cathedral Sports Network? Like they have their own sports network. Cathedral yeah, he does. and Barton. And I said to him, are you coming to our baseball game? He goes, I'll be there. Don's forever, Baron's never. <laughs> he said. <laughs> That is great. How about that shit? I thought he's just doing football. He I said don't think he's be, doing baseball. He said he'd be there for the baseball game, the home opener, or the opener, season opener. Got it. How about that shit? Well, I think that's going to be probably as good a game as we've heard locally. Oh, boy. Going back to when Phil Stone did games? <laughs> Dude, you know how hard that would be to not know kids on the other side? Yeah, he doesn't know anybody on the yeah. Padres. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And here comes number 14. He's tall. Who's he with? <laughs> <laughs> what's he? What's he gonna fucking do? Anyway, it's it's crazy, man. With all all the rules, I'm just happy we're playing. I, yeah, I, and and Me it's too. one of those where I'm sure the teachers. There's some that are happy they're back in, and some teachers aren't happy they're back uh. in. And it's it's big deal. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Just as you said, it's such a short time that your kids are going back to school when the school year's almost over. Yeah. I have kids that have told me, dude, as a senior, I think I'm only scheduled to go back three times. Like, Ugh. could be in class three times. Because goes, are you serious? But it's um, that's not easy being a kid. As you said, no. junior or senior, and you missed homecoming and prom. Everything. And, and everything. Everything you, you want. Yeah. All of it. A- anything going on. What does no. that yearbook look like? Yeah. Just fucking an empty school? That's it. Like, I, my kids... Elementary school yearbooks are kind of a joke, right? But we got them for everybody. Yeah. There's like four Did kids. you have to order one this year? No, they didn't get one from either year of yeah. junior high. See, I think the high school I'm at does have a yearbook. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I you have a would've... girl that came out the other day to our first practice and said she was running for class president. I'm like, it's March. Yeah, a little late. <laughs> it's kind of nuts. Yeah, a little late. But but no, we we had purchased yearbooks for them. Through elementary school, and I, I kind of remember the junior high yearbooks weren't that much, you know, weren't that interesting. But the older you get, the buddies you have, activities you participate yeah. in, playing sports or whatever. Yeah, I mean, high school yearbooks, right? You always they shake you down for about eighty bucks. You look at it for three days while you try to get the nerve to have Judy Styers sign yeah. it, and then you never look at that fucking thing again. Did um. <laughs> Did your friends, I mean, your, excuse me, did your kids in their yearbook in that grade, do they have people write in it? Uh, yeah, and half of them write in highlighter. Really? So they can't read anything. You go, what the fuck is this? Did you go through your kids' yearbook to see what was written to your kids? Oh, it's just so funny. It's just so goddamn funny to see all of it. Yeah, but no. I, I mean, they have like two, it was, I remember, and I, I'm sure every parent went through this. Like the last day or two, it'd be like, hey, this is great. Uh, afternoons, we're going to let the kids sit on the back patio and, and sign yearbooks, right? And so you go, oh, that was nice. Like, did anybody sign your yearbook? Oh, yeah, a bunch of kids did. You go, oh, well, let me check it out. And you open it up to the back page, and it says, Justin. <laughs> You're like, the kid was supposed to write. Like, what? 
Well, we didn't really hang out that much. Well, what'd you say? Just said, would you sign my yearbook? Sure. Bob Smith. That's it? Yeah, I'm like, you're not the 27 Yankees, asshole. Had a great time in so-and-so science class. Have a great summer. Can't wait to see you next year. None of that shit? None of that. You get the asshole that writes in in the book, thanks for letting me write on your crack. That guy that writes in the That scene. would have been you. That would have absolutely <laughs> been you. And no. But no. It's like, yeah. Bobby. Right? And then the Y's, the, the slash on the Y's the wrong way. You're like, this fucking kid, where did this, whose teacher was this guy? Who did this guy? You couldn't even teach him how to draw the Y? God, fail. What the fail, Bobby? Bob Yay. Yeah. So, no. Funny, I... I When's the last time you looked at your high school yearbook? Dude, I don't even know where they are. I was just going to say. I don't I, know I where mine are. I couldn't. If you gave me five hours to find them in this house, I couldn't tell you where they are. Like, I don't think I could find them. I don't know where they are. I mean, I have a, I have a storage unit. I did see my, uh, my high school yearbook from Tennessee when I was back in Nashville in October. One of my buddies pulled it out. Yeah. Because he was showing me all the girls he slept with. And I was like, oh, fuck. I had a kid. <laughs> I had a kid. But, no, nah, I don't even know where any of it is. Be so funny to go back and read all the things. Did, right? did you go for the hot girls to sign your yearbook? Did Always. you say okay? Yeah, I, we ran with a great group, man. The girls that we hung out with that were that are friends of mine to this day. Man, they they were the total package. Great looking and and just so cool. That was the thing. So cool. So yeah, we we I just started with them and then worked out from there. Now, uh, but like. One of my favorites, who's one of my closest friends today, I tease her all the time. She was a complete bitch in high school. I tell her all the time. I'm like, fuck. Now she's married. But it's like, she's so hot. Such a bitch. Why she, would she a bitch? What'd she I, I don't know. She'll tell you the same thing. She was if just she was better here. than everybody? One no, of those girls? No, I don't think that. But I'm like, God damn. Uh, who she is today, like the... The greatest, one of my favorite people, such a great friend. Yeah, and I, yeah, I can tease her all the time because she knows. Yeah, but uh, that's what makes her even better today is when she doesn't even, she just owns it. She's like, yeah, who knows the fuck my problem was back then. Dude, I have a friend that was like that. That yeah. is as nice as can be right now. But in high school, she was like Mean Girls. Like she yeah, would, she wasn't that. She'd I mean, walk she up to people and go, "Hey, I'm having a big party Friday. You, you, you. Oh, no way, hell, you." You, 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 you're, you're invited. Oh, yeah. No, she wasn't that. She just, and it could have been a situation um, where she was just shy and, and didn't say a lot. But, man, it came off like she was a bitch. But never, never, Dave, to to protect the innocent, in in my experience, never anything where she badmouthed anybody. Nothing. No, Nothing no. Nothing where she was better than everybody and told everyone she was better no, than everybody. No, no, no. Uh, never like that. But which is funny, but um, but yeah, oh yeah, it's great. And her husband's cool as shit too. I'm like, she was so like, I'm like, hey, what's up? Eh, eh. She could have worked in radio. <laughs> Fuck yeah, but but she worked in our building when we were at 1360. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, how about this? I didn't even realize this, and and I'll address this at the same time. Okay, I have two things to address. I didn't realize yesterday, Dave, was the 30th anniversary of my first day, my first shift in radio, running the board at KSTO. How did you know yesterday was the day? Because, like I said, while I've gotten rid of Facebook, I still check 
in for Facebook memories because I've been able to find a couple of pictures of my kids and occasionally I'm reminded of something that happened that I will share with their mom or I'll share with them, right? We had something happened the other day and it was like the one year anniversary. So I said to Jack and Kate, I'm like, oh man, remember when we did this or we did that? Wait, I'm confused. So your Facebook, I thought you got rid of 100%. What do you mean you can check in with your Facebook The only thing, I don't have the app. I don't post anything. I don't have anything. What you can do is you can... So I go to check in because there's like seven people that still send me shit on Messenger. Stop doing that. I don't have any of it, and I don't want to go there and find out, hey, so-and-so has some... I mean, we just lost a buddy of mine from my class to COVID who'd been posting and everything had been going on. Fucking guy passed away like two weeks ago. So that kind of rattled me a little bit, a kid I'd known since ninth grade. Um... But I wanted to go in and just see because pictures show up of my kids that are from like eight, nine, ten years ago that I don't have on my phone. So I just go to Facebook.com. I check on this day, make sure nobody died, and then I'm done. But my kids have lost Instagram or uh, excuse me. I swear to God, it's like the one thing their mom does is take away electronics, right? So. I don't think they've had electronics, and this this is not bullshit. I said to them the other day, I don't think they've had electronics for more than a month in the last two years. The TV, PlayStation, tablets, everything's gone. I don't know what the hell happened, but they walked this straight and narrow, and they got electronics back. So while they are at home, um, they can send me messages. But the only way they can send me messages is through Instagram. Okay. So throughout the course of the day, I'll get text messages. I'll get pictures of the cat. I'll get, you know, updates on their Madden game. It's great. It's great. And so I had looked at something on Facebook and it said, um, 25 years ago, it was my first shift running the Ken Kramer show. And, and Ken just means so much to me. And, Stephanie Roberts, and it was fun because I had thanked a lot of people that I'm friends with on Facebook, and I was like, God damn, it's 30 years, and we've been able to do it, and it's been good. And the first thing I thought was, oh, you know that I could just jump into Facebook, and I'm like, nobody gives a fuck, right? Nobody, I'm not doing that. These fuckers know. I, get out of here. <laughs> you fighting in your own head? Yes, because I'm, I was going to thank, but there are a lot of people that were part of that and and part of who I worked with. And I'm so thankful to all of them to just say, hey, thank you for what you did. And I'm like, eh, nobody gives a fuck, right? I'm not doing that shit. But Ken Kramer and I are on Instagram. Yeah. And so I just put a thing on Instagram saying, wow, 30 years ago today was my first shift. Thank God for Ken Kramer, who allowed me to come back and cause more shit. And I think it was Jordan just fucking around, not being a dick, just Ken going, hey, I thought you were off social media. Yeah. Well, as soon as my kids lose electronics again, then Instagram will go away. <laughs> Someone said to me, too. Yeah. I thought I saw Jeff on, on Instagram. I go, what are you talking about? Yeah, so I'll tell you. So this is, like, what I have, and it's so fun. Um. So... I'm able to just, uh, 
you know, we just send text messages back and forth. And it's like, hey, what's going on? Um, Mom sarcastically says, thanks for answering her text. I write back, she's needy. Yep. Oh, Jesus. What are you doing? Watching Justified with Mom, which is Timothy Oliphant. So then I write, I don't like science fiction, so I'm glad she'll watch those. What? (laughs) And so it's just stupid shit like that. But it's fun for me that I get a chance throughout the day to stay in contact with them. But I've said to both of them, you guys are on borrowed time. You're going to get run off of social media. You're going to get run off of electronics. At that point, I'll check out again. But <laughs> but for right now, it's just a chance for me to text back and forth with them. And like I said, I get pictures of the cat. I get pictures of the dog. And they have fun because their mom's working and they're kind of bored. So we can just sit there and text back and forth. Which is cool. Yeah, that's funny how people, you made your statement on, hey, I'm done. And then the minute yeah. you go on, everybody starts ratting you out. Yeah, which is, I get it, but it was. Uh, you were not good at drawing the line in the sand. I didn't know. You didn't they, even last a month. I didn't know they were going to get released. I didn't know they were getting the call from the governor. <laughs> they honestly have had electronics for like a month in the last year. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. Well, okay. I don't even know. Maybe that's not the punishment for them. If they, you know what I mean? If it doesn't change yeah. the behavior, maybe no. that's the wrong move. It's just maybe take away their shoes. Uh, they, I don't know how they do it. They leave socks in my car. They leave shoes in my car. I'm like, how do you function? Who are you? Like two little cavemen. <laughs> but, uh, but they're teenagers, man. It's just so weird. It's teenagers, and they're a couple of months away from high school. It's great. It's funny you bring up the the radio thing. So I'm listening uh-huh. to uh, to your boy Woods today. Oh yeah. And you know he starts the show with it's not a good day. Oh no. Okay. And so oh no, why? He's exhausted. Okay. <laughs> he's exhausted. He fucks up within the first thirty seconds of the show, and he just tells Paul to start the show over and makes him play the music over. <laughs> I like that bit. Yeah. He just started. Well, then he. How far in is he? He's 30 seconds in. And he goes, start start the music over. Fuck. And then he starts it again. And then a minute after that, he fucks up again. And you just hear Paul. You want me to start the music again? (laughs) Like, all quiet. No. He should have started. No. This is at the five o'clock hour. Yeah. Right away. Dude, I love that that hour is just a gong show. I got to Well, it's the first. Nothing against Ben. It's the first like 15 minutes of just Steve and Paul. It makes me laugh. It's the, to me, it's the best part of the show. So he's Uh, going. I love it. Oh, he's tired. He's beat. Uh You know, he's just in a rut. You know, he's in a rut. What he, he's no, the, not too busy hitting the golf ball. Yeah, he's like, I, he goes, I tell you guys, I got to get my. Everyone needs to get their head right. My head's not right. I'm like, oh, no. what the fuck? Come on. I'm hosting a morning show. Let's go. You're supposed to get us going too. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm laughing at this stupid shit. And then, but he drops this line as you talked about your first day in radio. Yeah. People say radio's dying. He goes, it's not dying. I, I just looked at our download numbers. It's not dying. I go, dude, it's 100 percent dying. Download you, you, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Steve, if you hear that, Jeff called you an asshole because all of us were thinking it. There's not one person who heard you Jesus make your big Christ. bold statement about how great radio is, but now you're bragging about download yeah. numbers. That's you not know, two different things, you fuckface. You know, Dave, it's so funny. I was sitting here on the couch eating my sandwich, and I'm dying that people say in-house dining in restaurants is dead. <laughs> not at all. I'm sitting here having a sandwich from Chick-fil-A. You're like, fuck. God damn, Steve. <laughs> Radio, he did not. He did, go back and listen. 
Don't make huh, me. He needs the download numbers. Go back and listen. Oh, Jesus boy. Christ. Yeah. It's not dying. Trust me, it's not dying. I just saw our download numbers. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You just proved your point, dude, why you're a dork. <laughs> Stupid shit. <laughs> fuck it. Do, do you think... Okay, let me... Let's just go. Let's just go behind the curtain right here. Yeah. He was in this town working with Mikey and Harry, doing his thing, right? Yeah. Hanging out. Living life. I don't know what he was doing in his off time. I don't want to say anything. Right? Accuse him of crimes he was probably committing. And then he made the mistake. Of, I don't even know why we brought him in. Why did we bring him in? Why did we bring him into our show? Yeah. Dude, okay. So fucking Bubba. Who we're Bubba doing loved a- him. Yeah, Bubba loved him. And, but I mean, Bubba was in awe of him. You know? And so right. I, all Bubba right. was more excited to meet him than uh, Brett Boone. Oh, 100%. And yeah. Mark Grant. Mark Grant came in also. Oh, that's or Katie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was all those. CS. Yeah, and we even had. I think Lisa Ann was our first interview at his place. But she wasn't. No, but at I'm, the same time, yeah. it was. I mean, we love you, Woods. Steve. But yeah, like he he was nervous like about Woods coming. Right. He was. Yeah, he was. That was his guy. Yeah. Steve was his guy. And nothing against Steve, man. I'm sorry, dude. I never ever heard him on the radio until afterwards. I've never you know heard him. It was fun. I be honest, I didn't know who Steve was. Oh, I did. I knew he was on Mikey's show. And he and I kind of followed each other on Twitter, and he was on at 94.9. I was on at 1360, and he was great. Like, we'd occasionally send, like, a direct message. You could tell he was cool as shit, but I don't know what brought him in. The point of this being, Dave, is he just lives a good life. He's a fucking hell of a guy. He's a great guy. He's a great dad. He's an incredible friend. And you and I are not nearly as good a friend to him. And I just wonder if there are days when he's like, why do I even deal with those fuckers? Dude, every time he hears this fucking show, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> he's going to listen to this tomorrow at like 3.30 in the morning going, fuck both these guys. <laughs> he's a fucking man. I love it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, every day I, I hear this shit back. I'm like, I don't even know why he takes my call. Because I love checking in on him on the afternoon and just find out what's going on. Dude's the funniest fucking today, guy. Today, by the way, I will say, obviously, we never repeat what's on the group text, but yeah. today was a good group text day. <laughs> that, oh, God damn. God damn. Today, I was like, proud of everybody on it, where I was like, this is what I'm talking about. You yeah. can say whatever you want, and don't worry that anyone's ever going to stab you in the no. back. This was perfect. Uh, it's. I was saying this the other day, and I think any of us, uh, especially those four guys, those four guys right there, right? It's like all you need, and this is for anybody listening, I would think I I preach this a lot. As long as you know that in your life you have one person who has your back no matter what happens, you'll be okay. We've had good days. We've had bad days. We've all been through them. If you know you have one guy that has your back, you're okay. I'm so fucking thrilled that the three guys on that group decks have my back, and I know I have all of theirs where you go, fuck it. Anything that happens... Right, you go, dude. I, I couldn't pick three better guys on that thing. It's so great, <laughs> but I just I laugh every time because I'm like, if we had just casually known him, we'd be like, oh, Jerry Ben and Woods or whatever. We just fucking tee off on that kid. <laughs> but he, I know he can take it, and he knows he's a brother to us. Like he legitimately, that's not hyperbole. That kid's family to me, and he is to you. But goddamn, there are days when I'm like, I don't know why he doesn't just go, hey. Asshole, 
Don't ever call me again. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, bros. Later. I got to go. I, I got to sell them out. I got to sell them out on one thing. Our yeah. call ended the other day. And any parent understands this. We're just bullshitting. I think it, it, I don't know. It was great the other day talking to him about the season ticket thing. I think it was the call before that. I'm talking to him. We're just you know, bullshitting about life and what's going on. And all of a sudden he goes, hang on. He goes, did you just shit in the tub? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God damn it. I got to go. Bo just shit in the tub. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, poor fucking guy. The coolest, man. What is going on with the bow over here? Not going to the bathroom when plumbing doesn't work that way. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. All I know is Bo is going to grow up living a good life because his dad is a funniest fucking guy now. <laughs> that kid's going to be just fine. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we were talking about, uh, before the show started, we were talking about season tickets. We were mm-hmm. talking about Steve and where's he sitting. And I know I'm out. I'm not going to the game, so it doesn't matter where You're he's out. sitting. We're going. That's fine. But we are saying he's t- taking Bo to some of these games. And I was saying, at what age do you remember going to your first baseball game? I so went, I uh, I can and where you. was it? Uh, Met Stadium. Okay. And my either my mom or my grandfather took me to Eddie Bain. When Eddie Bain was drafted by the Twins, so that had to be, God, I don't know, 74, 75. Okay. I was a kid. I didn't know Eddie Bain from Eddie Munster. All I knew was that <laughs> people were excited because he was like the first-round draft pick, and I don't think he spent much time in the minors, but it was going to watch him pitch. And the thing that I loved, Dave, about going to the old Mets stadium, I mean, they had days like back day. And it was the whole goddamn place was made out of aluminum. So it just bang, 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 bang with those bats. But the infield was like this dark. If you ever see old Twins videos from Met Stadium, I don't know why teams don't do it now. I get, oh, I know why, because the dirt was so soft, the, the ball would just stop in there. But it was like this dark chocolate brown infield. And must have been fun washing the uniforms if that was your job. But yeah, but it was white and red. The twins were white and red at that time. And you would just see Rod Carew or Larry Heisel, Lyman Bostock, all these guys, uh, head first slides, man. And they were just in that, you know, dark chalk. It was great. The old Met Stadium was so fun. It was uh, pretty easy to get over there. So we Where started, were your seats? Do you remember? Uh, down the third baseline. Down the third baseline. Yeah. Did you understand the game at all at that point? Did yeah. someone have to explain to you what was going on? You know, the the thing, I, and I just, I don't think kids give a shit. I don't think my kids give a shit. But for me, when I was going, and my buddies and I started going, like, it just was such a different time, right? Yeah. Parents would just drop you off, and you would go when you were 11 and 12 and go to the ball game. And you have seven, eight bucks, and you could get a hot dog and, and get a Coke and then get a scorecard, man. And we would... We would keep score. What do you really? Yeah, we learned how to keep Dude, score I didn't in early age. Keep score until I was in the media. Is that right? Yeah, never learned how to keep score. Padre until- games. We did the same thing. To me, with Gruppner, it's it's. I think it's stupid. I really do. If you go to an Angel game, at least last time I went, which was in 2019, you came in, you paid a couple of bucks, and my kids got Angels magazine. 
and it gave you all kinds of great stories about the players and background, and I don't know if it had trading cards in it, but in the middle, goddamn scorecard. And everybody has a different style. That's yeah. what I love about keeping score too, right? Everybody, there's no wrong way to do it. And and I did it. And then, not that you're going to go back, but if you ever did, like if you found any of those, you could go back and you could just, you could tell the game exactly. right there. You could go batter by batter. Yeah. This is what happened. And I, I just think it's a great way to keep you in tune to the game and get, make you learn the game strategies of the game, different things that do and don't work. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, I think it makes you a much better baseball guy once you learn how to keep score. You yeah. understand a lot more of what's going on. The kids that I coach, even guys who are professional baseball players, don't understand how to keep score. They don't Isn't that know funny? How. I was asking a few of them the other day, guys who are minor league players, about mm-hmm. go ahead and count out the positions to me. They couldn't know. They didn't know where one, two, three, Dude. especially when they got to shortstop. Nobody could understand that shortstop was, was six. six. And it, well, they're like, what? And then you, you sit and you go around. But I didn't learn until I was in my 20s how to, how to keep score. One of my favorite things, because think back. We were talking about my, my kids, right, and now getting ready for high school. Well, going to San Diego, when I went, like, we would go out and hang out and Friday night, Saturday night, right? Things were going on. But on a Tuesday night, nobody's going out. And, yeah. and I was the guy that always fell asleep late. We were working and doing different things. And so, yeah, I'd read. But one of my <laughs> favorite things that I did was I think it was my buddy Scott King that I got in plenty of trouble with and Padre fan introduced me to Stratomatic, Stratomatic Baseball. And why I love that game, Dave. You know what Stratomatic is? Yeah, I know. So you would get, I think I paid like, I think I ordered it from the back of the sporting news for like 15 bucks. And you get these sheets, perforated sheets, and it's every team in baseball. And you set your lineup. So you set your lineup against the opposing team. You set their lineup. And I would sit there and keep score. It's a dice game, and you throw it and... Dave, it was so fun because that, again, taught you to keep score, taught you strategy, taught you pitching changes, taught you double switches, right? And I know there's a thousand people that are going, oh, come on, dude, what a dork. It's a completely different experience than what you get playing MLB The Show. And I get it. MLB The Show, it's Vaskersian. My kids can hear the name in it. You see the bat flip from Tatis, the whole thing. But as a 15-year-old kid, and you're sitting there and – Alan Wiggins and Tony Gwynn and Garvey and Nettles and they're playing against the Dodgers and you're down by two and you got dirty Kurt Bavacqua on the bench and you're trying to figure out like, hey, who's my bullpen guy? It's all kinds of strategy that goes into it while you're keeping score on the game at the same time. And it just made me that I think that was part of the experience that just made me love baseball so much. So when uh, just curious, a couple things. How far was the Met from your house? Like how long? Did oh, it take the you Met to get was. Uh, so I lived seventy uh, seventh and Nicollet, and the Met is where uh, Mall of America is now. I could see the Met from my complex. Really? I could go right up on the hill. It was great. You could see the lights. Could could see the whole stadium. Wow! Not just the lights, but the whole stadium. So it was, I don't know, probably a. 10-minute drive away. Oh, that's not bad at all. If you put it this way, like if um, 
You know when you're going west down the eight and you used to be able to see Qualcomm? Yeah. But you would have to be at Waring Road? Yeah. I was probably closer than that. I was probably, no, it's probably about Waring Road to the stadium. Yeah, where you could see it. That's pretty wild. Okay, so the other question. Do you remember who the Twins played your first game? Mm, Good question. No. I remember going out because I still have a letter from Calvin Griffith that he wrote to me because I wrote bitching about something. (laughs) Seven years old. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote me a letter. I still have it on Twin Stationery. I'm the guy that's not the asshole on the show tonight. Yeah. What are you doing writing hate mail to the owner? He was a racist. <laughs> proven you know, racist. Did, yeah, I got it. But did you know he was a proven racist at the time? No. I didn't even know what racist was. All I knew was that he kept trading all my favorite players. Um, But I remember. Was he trading the black guys? All the time. That's Lyman, what I mean. Lyman Bond. Larry Heisel. Bombo Rivera. Fucking kidding me? Uh, <laughs> Who was the last one you just said? Bombo Rivera. What the fuck's the matter with you? I thought you, I thought you liked baseball. Dude, 100% don't know who that is. Oh, my God. What the fuck's the matter But he with loved you? Roy Smalley. Yeah, he loved Roy Smalley, loved Butch Weinegert, to the fact that the commercial said, I really love that kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, Glenn Borgman was there forever. Craig Cusick was there forever. Rob Wilfong was there forever. Those fuck faces. <laughs> Steve Braun. Roger Pug Erickson. Uh, who's that old noodle arm? Jerry. Jerry. Jerry Kuzman? Yeah. Jerry Kuzman was there. Dave Goltz. Dave Mike Goltz. Marshall, former Dodger. Yeah. Dave Goltz is a former Dodger, too. Mike Cubbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Dude, I could tell you the whole infield. Yeah. Like, uh, I think uh, Carew was at first, Wilfong at second, Smiley at short, Cubbage at third, Weiniger catching. And then probably left left to center would probably be Steve Braun, maybe Bostock, Heisel, Tony Oliva. You yeah. can't get rid of Tony Oliva. Yeah, couldn't. Shockingly. Yeah, but Tony had one knee. So that's probably because <laughs> there was no market for him. But um but yeah, I remember all of it. Um, but I remember going out and I would go out and see the Brewers because Larry Heisel was there. I'd go out and see the Royals when Harmon was there and he moved him. Um I went to see the Angels when Carew goes, God, I fucking love Carew. Yeah, I did too. He was my favorite American player as a kid growing up. Dude, uh, just the greatest. Yeah. Every goddamn game, that guy. Yeah. Man, with the chaw. Yeah. Everybody. When Big League Chew came out, we would just try to make that big chaw. Yeah. Try to do the stance. But goddamn, he could run. Yeah. He got his 3,000th hit against the Twins, I remember. Good. Yeah, good. All right, so so as you sit and you remember your first game yeah. is... Who's your first game? Do well, you hold remember? on a second. Who took you? Who took you to your first game? Uh, my mom. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, my first game, I know exactly where I was sitting. I have an idea. It was at Dodger Stadium. It was the, against mm-hmm. the Reds. Yeah. And I was sitting um, behind home towards first base, but up high. I was up high at Dodger okay. Stadium. Didn't understand shit. Like, I literally thought they had to run around the warning track to, and then touch home. Like, I, could, I was oh, like, shit. no one's ever going to score. So I yeah. kept thinking, that's a long run. Yeah. And then, but I remember getting a Dodger hat on the way out and a Dodger mm-hmm. t-shirt, and I was I was hooked. I mean, from that moment on. Do you have a Dodger dog? And so, of course. And then, but I was completely hooked, but I was with my, my mom and my dad. I imagine my sister was there. I just don't remember. But, um, yeah, we ended up going to a game, and I was like, this was cool. And then the more and more I went, obviously, I, I just loved baseball. But it was, 
it was one of those experiences you, you don't forget. That's why I was talking earlier when we, we were before the show started. We were talking about Steve taking his son, you yeah. know, fall in love with the game. And you just sit there and go, okay, well, what part of the game are you going to remember? So that's why I was asking, where are his seats and who does he, uh, who's he going to see? What player is he going to lock in on from where his seats are to go? I remember seeing so and so. That yeah. that was our guy, and I'm sure Steve will point out who's good. You know, just go there's Machado, there's Tatis, there are guys, and he, the kid knows everybody on the fucking team. Yeah, and I mean, you watch the videos that it's hopefully one of those where you go the the kid falls in love with it because the dad loves it. You know, I I don't know this for sure, but I've heard that if Steve quizzes him and he doesn't get it right, they cut the video. Yeah, sewing needle right in That's the heel. What I've heard. I've heard hand on the hot plate. Yeah. I think it's a sewing needle in the heel because there's no marks. One time, hey, you goddamn know who that is. It jerks in Profar, not Jackson. Dry the tears, lights, let's go. Three, two, god damn it. I got to calm down. Get it right. Is that why Steve keeps his hair long so you can't see the tears rolling down his cheeks? Yep. Son of a bitch. Get it right or it's two pokes this time. Stop. (laughs) Two pokes. Get that quiver lip. Covered. Um, the thing. <laughs> and look cute. This is natural. Post 27. Three, two, one. Go. Jackson. Cut! Motherfucker. <laughs> Bo, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> Oh, the kid's shitting in the tub. Scared. <laughs> Scared he's going to get sewing needle in the heel. If he can't tell who the fuck Austin Nola is. Flashcard. Who's this? Uh, my man, eh? Like Ghostbusters? Yes. <laughs> um. No, you're too, like when you would go out. How many Dodger games did you go to a year, dude? I, I have no idea. I'm guessing a couple. I mean, I, I, as I got older, I mean, when I say older, like twelve, mm-hmm. we would go to because I'd come. I was living in Tennessee, but I'd spend my summers in L.A. Yeah, and my friend's dad would take us to games, and we went to see games all the time. Went on Sundays. I remember seeing Steve Carlton and Nolan Ryan, and yeah. always seeing good, good team, good guys who were pitching Hall of Famers, and. um it was great. I never remember really great seats at times. It depended who took me. My uncle always had good seats. Yeah. And so we were down low, but everywhere else. But I remember my friend's dad, um, who just passed away recently, took us to our first Angel game. Oh, Because yeah. Angels weren't far away. It was, I think yeah. it was 35 miles from where we lived. And had, they, had they built it for football at that point, or was it the old layout? Because um, when it was, yeah. when they rounded it out for the Rams, God, yeah, I that think, was a I th- terrible. I think I think they rounded it out for the Rams, but it was yeah. Reggie Jackson. It was eighty two, so I think okay. the Rams were in were in Anaheim at the time, and it was a big deal that Reggie was on the on the Angels. Yeah, and the Angels were playing the A's, and I remember we're down the down the first base line, lower section, and we could see Reggie right there. Yeah, and people kept throwing money at Reggie nonstop, like really? like like he makes too much money, and he and he picked up every coin, every bill. And just stuck it in his back pocket the whole game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not dumb. No. He's not going to leave it on the field for Dwayne Murphy to pick up or whatever right. the fuck was playing Screws right. Screws up for the, the lawnmower blades. For the, for the Looking out for everybody. And then th- this was the one thing that always stands in my mind about that fucking game. First of all, Ricky Henderson, that was the year he stole all those bases, oh, set the God. record. Yeah. And we saw Ricky get thrown out by, never brought this up to Bob, but Bob Boone threw him out no like kidding. three times in the same really? game. I love and Bob it Boone. It was, was fuck, I got to remember that next time I see Bob. But. 
behind us, there's an Angel fan yelling at an A's fan uh, who's on the second level. Okay. okay. And they're cussing at each other. And, you know, as a kid, you love it when adults are cussing at each yeah. other. And they're going at it. Fuck you. Fuck you. And, man, all of a sudden, that A's fan fucking unzips his pants and starts pissing on that guy below oh, him. Oh, Jesus. And it was like hitting the back of our chair. <laughs> what the like, hell is going yeah, on? This is Anaheim. And going... What the fuck? So, but it was crazy. It was, I got to see Rod Carew for the first time. I got yep. to see Reggie Jackson. I got to see Ricky Henderson. Brian Downing. Got, Brian Downing, Bob Boone, Doug DeCincy. All these guys I got to Bobby see. Bobby Gritch. Bobby Gritch. Yeah. Yeah. Don Baylor. Yeah. You know, it was Fred Lynn was in center. Oh, yeah. The Angels were stacked, man. Dude, I mean, they were time. stacked with offensive talent. But, um, but I remember we <laughs> were leaving to go out and, um, we couldn't get in my, my friend's dad's car because the guy parked next to us too close for him to open his fucking door. Oh, shit. And my buddy's dad just, just jumped up on that guy's hood. Guy wasn't in his car at the time. And yeah. He just starts pissing over that guy's nice. windshield. I like that. That's fair. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, That's fair. I'm like, I'm 12 years old going. <laughs> Everybody's got bladder yeah, issues. Yeah, everybody has bladder issues. So anyway, we, we go through and it was a lot different than Dodger baseball, but Here's the funny thing about going to Angel Games, and things have changed a lot, is when Josh was young, yeah, we and I, I might have told you this story, I'm not sure if I told this on there. When Josh was like five, six years old, we go to an Angel game, and mm-hmm. the Angels and Royals are playing, and we're sitting there, and I'm looking around, and, and I notice, but I'm not going to say anything to him, mm-hmm. and he says to me like in the eighth inning, he goes, hey, I go, yeah, and thought this was going to be a baseball question. There are only white people in this entire stadium. And Jesus. he noticed. He thought it was weird. Big a? The big A, Orange County. And I said, dude, welcome to Orange fucking County. Yeah. <laughs> and and he, he was like, this is weird. Let's go. And we left. Wow. But it was strange to him. And I said, dude, this is kind of what Orange County is known for. And I yeah. remember ESPN shortly after did a story on someone calling the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Angels asking okay. for someone to buy tickets from, but they only speak Spanish. Can you put someone on the phone that speaks Spanish? And the okay. Dodgers got someone on with like 20 seconds. Padres, same thing. Took the Angels 45 minutes to get Jesus. someone that spoke Spanish to sell tickets to someone who wanted to buy tickets. And it was a huge story. And then Artie Moreno bought the team and things have changed dramatically. Yeah. But the whole point was there was a huge Hispanic community very close to Anaheim. And they weren't marketing the team outside of white so people. So weird, man. Very strange, so right? So weird. But my yeah. kid who was that young knew right away yeah. something is weird here right now. And they're the only white guys here. I uh, Big A, I think the first game, Big A, it was built for football. But we went up for the Rangers, Nolan Ryan. Yeah. So saw Nolan pitch, and that was great. Sat up high. But the Big A is really fun for baseball. And the other thing, we were there. Uh, we went to the Tatis Machado opening day. Yeah. Four days later, we were at. Uh, Anaheim watching the Angels play. Who was the kid? Was it Tyler Tyler Skaggs? Okay, that passed away um, in in Texas. I believe so. I don't want to mix, mess he, it up. I think so. Uh, he was pitching that day. We saw no him way. pitch. Yeah, but the thing, Dave, that I do for my sons when we go to those kind of games, the, they still do this. When when I look back going to the Met, man, you'd have. Yeah, Skaggs. You'd have ten bucks with you, right? Yeah. You get a hot dog and a coke, but at the Met, where it was a thousand degrees out in the summer and mosquitoes everywhere, man, you would always be saving two bucks for that malt cup with the wooden yeah. thing. Absolutely. 
I don't know if they do it in San Diego. I don't think no, they Dodger do. Dodger Stadium has them. They're great. Big A has it too. Yeah. And so when we went, uh, I show up. Carnation. Carnation. And my sons are like, what the hell is this? I'm like, just get ready, man. This is summer baseball in Southern California. This is what it's all about. And we just sat there, hung out, three dopes, saw Trout hit a grand slam in that game. I think they remember that. Yeah. What my son Cade remembers is I was telling him, I'm filming on my phone. Hey, Dad, what do you think? about? I was like, hey, I'm trying to catch the moment here. You're going to like this without you chirping. And he said to me the other day, he goes, guy, just remember, I wouldn't shut up. All you wanted to do was catch the Trout Grand Slam. And I kept talking to you. Jack's like, why couldn't you just shut up for one pitch? Like, you saw what he was doing. He's like, I don't know why I wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, they were dying. But they remember. And so they they know that they were at, I mean, it was two years ago, right? Yeah. They were 11. They know that they saw Trout hit a grand slam. They know that they were at Tatis Machado's first game. Cool. So it's those kind of things. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I have a picture of them. I don't think they remember this, but when we worked at 1090, so they would have been around five in 2012, we hosted, I don't even think we hosted it. We just showed up at a season ticket holder event. We were invited to that. And I have pictures of them eating hot dogs and Cracker Jack sitting right at first base. They had a picnic table out at first base. They were out in the outfield catching fly balls that were shot up in the air. But I'm like, dude, you sat on the field and ate hot dogs and Cracker yeah. Jack and ran the bases and did all this crazy shit, man. It was pretty fun. That is cool. That, yeah. that, that's that's cool. Man, again, there's nothing like baseball. And I'm sure some people will say the same thing about other sports. But to me, the NFL is always better on TV. Yeah. You know, basketball, you can't believe the size of the guys if you're close enough. But for baseball, man, the uniforms are always so white. Yeah. You know, they couldn't be cleaner. And you just go, I know that guy. There's no mask covering their face like in football or hockey. And you just see those guys, and you're going, shit, there's Tatis right there. But the reason why I chose the Kings is because the NHL does an amazing job of interacting with their fans and knowing that the young talent's coming up and knowing that at the age of whatever they'll be, 13 or 14, they'll get to go to a Meet the Kings event. So I don't know. Are you looking to do this for four years while they're still in high school? I have no idea. I said, I mean, you want to see the team when they're good, right? Yeah, I said to them, but we don't know what the wear and tear is going to be like on everybody, right? We'll we'll see what it is. So, I would love to. I'd honestly, Dave, hypothetically, I'd like to do it for the next twenty years. If if Jeff Prescott from Berger and Prescott, he was a Kings season ticket holder forever. Yeah, while doing morning radio and yeah. was driving to the forum. So it we'll do it this year and. I think it'll be really exciting. I think the unique things that they get a chance to be a part of, and that's what I was asking Steve and Paul, do they know what what little perks come with it outside of 10% discount at the team store, right? Yeah. Are there little things that come with it? Um, yeah, we're going to do it for this year and, and be a part of it, and then we'll go from there. You know, it's um, it, I think Marty asked this question to Darren the other day. I thought it was, it was a good question. I'm kind of disappointed I didn't ask you this. What is the first event you're going to go to after everything is cleared up when COVID, mm. when you feel safe with COVID and you're going, what is the first sporting event you're going to go to? Is it going to be the Kings? Is it going to be the Padres? Man, I mean, the the U.S. Opens here in June, right? Yeah. But I, I, well, they say they're expecting people for that. Problem with that, and we were here, we had passes for the year that Tiger beat yeah, Rock Mediate. Yeah, Rock Mediate. 
God damn it. That, that to me, Dave, is another event custom made for TV. Yes, couldn't agree more. Because there's shit going on on the 7th and the 9th and the 12th, and who are you going to follow? Exactly. Bernard Langer? What the fuck am I doing following this asshole? Bryson DeChambeau? Nobody likes that guy. No. Uh, I don't know. I mean, listen, this is part of the reason why I'm a terrible dad. Because the other day I was telling the guys, I go, you know what's really frustrating? I just, it's all about the setup to the punchline, right? And these two idiots will take everything, hook, line, and sinker. I go, you know, man, there's a time in my life where I was pretty invested in NASCAR. And they're like, what? I'm like, don't say what. I go, I liked it. I liked the excitement. I liked the atmosphere that came with it of the challenges of how close can I get to the car next to me, the car in front of me without uh, crashing? And can I pass guys and get it? And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, really? God, why? if I can't tell you something without being judged, I can't tell you anything at all. They're like, well, who was your favorite driver? I was like, Dick Trickle. Son of a bitch. What did they do? Almost fell out of yeah, the car. Of course. of course. They go, what? Yeah. This was the other. I can't tell. I can't tell them this. I can't tell this joke. Really? I can't okay. tell this joke on the air, but I'll tell, it, I'll tell it to you in the break. Right. You should if tell in the break when the show's over. Yeah. Okay. Remind me to tell you the joke that I'll I told. I'll probably forget. Damn it. Okay. Write a note. Write a note. Yeah. <laughs> but you told it to your kids, but you won't say yeah. it on air. Oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> I won't. But I said it to them, and they lost their mind. So, yeah. yeah, I had them believing that I was a NASCAR fan. Oh, fuck. And they're like, well, who's your favorite driver? Dick Trickle. <laughs> Jesus! Did he say that's a real guy? You tell him that's yeah. only two part of the story? That's the guy's real fucking name? <laughs> yeah. They thought it was funny as shit, right? They loved it. Love it. That's good. That's yeah. good stuff. Yeah, you just bait him. So what's your first event you're going to? Um, Is going to be Padre baseball then? If Steve it says, hey, I got tickets for a oh, game. Yeah. Padres. Yeah, and the thing is, he knows. If he provides the seats, he's on scholarship for the night. I mean, that'll be beers and dogs on. Yeah. Absolutely. And plus, that guy's just so goddamn funny. And nobody's just like, you're in this pod, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's you and four other people, and then nobody's close to you for another 20 feet. Yeah. What were the Padres saying? It makes sense, but they were saying, even if you buy season tickets in a certain spot, doesn't mean you're going to be in those spots. They got to move you around. Well, and and I saw the thing today. Man, Groupner, I, I don't know how they're going to pull this off, but they're doing it in three different segments. And it makes sense, Dave, because you're expected, they're hoping that we get out of purple and go into the red tier maybe as early as tomorrow. And then they're hoping by June 1st. And then I heard somebody say that by the fall or by playoffs, you could be back. I mean, I yeah. heard Nathan Fletcher say today that uh, maybe by the fall, you're back at full capacity and yeah. people without a mask because we've all been vaccinated and we have the cards. Um, yeah, I, I heard people bitching today about the Padres not taking temperatures on the way in. Listen, I'm a COVID survivor, okay? Dave tried to murder me. We all know it. <laughs> but I will tell you this as a survivor. I had my temperature taken three times a fucking day. I only needed to do it once, but I would check every time. 
And every time it was normal. Me too. It doesn't mean shit. Me too. So save it, okay? We've been there. We've walked the walk. <laughs> Did you, uh, for me, by the way, I think the first event I go back to is probably in the NFL. I think it's going to be in the fall. Yeah? If, if that is if, if ESPN lets me go. But otherwise, I don't think I'm going to a baseball game this year. Not for my choice. I just don't think I'm going. I'm not a season ticket holder. I don't think I'm going. What about Joe's uh, CTF for Lady Annabellum? <laughs> I think I'm out. I think I'm out. All right, I got a question for you. Did you watch okay. any of the pods today? You follow the Padre game today? Mackenzie uh, Gore pitched. Yeah, I heard. Um, I heard he had a rough second inning. Well, he got he got lit up a little bit in the second inning. Gave up two earned runs, but the first inning was the one I, I was watching at the very beginning. And he, I know he struck out. The, I think he struck out the side. Yeah. But it wasn't impressive the way it went. It was like his first four to five pitches were all over the fucking place. Yeah, weird, right? It was weird. And you're like, well, what the fuck? Are you are you nervous? It's it's kind of strange that he was he was all over. Usually, and that's what you're watching. At least yeah. for me, that was the rumor that he's having control issues, and he was kind of jumping around a little bit. He ended up with two innings pitch, four hits given up, two earned runs, four strikeouts. Nice. Okay. Um, but you know, you want to see, hey, do you have complete control? And I understand it's just spring training. We all yeah. know how it goes. I mean, fuck, curse! I gave up a leadoff home run tonight. Yeah. But it, it happens. With McKenzie Gore, we're all waiting for him to be in that starting rotation. That's what we want. Yeah. But I don't think so, anybody – I know he said the other day in the paper that he wants to do it this year. I would too. No, I get it. But I'm just saying I'm not I'm not sure that the team's looking to him, right? I mean, the guy I'm more interested in is when Lamette says I want to be there. And he's trying. I don't blame them at all for being cautious with Lamette. And I don't know what the plan is, Dave, with Gore. If your if your thought pattern is that Gore, right? Are we are we going to start the clock on him after we just gave three hundred million to to Tatis, or does it make sense, especially after a, a shortened nineteen or a shortened twenty, to have him go to El Paso for make three four starts and oh, then see course. where he's no of yeah. course you got he's not breaking camp with his team he wants to yeah he's not re- he's not ready he's not a better option than Paddock or or uh, Morhone no Morhone. but that it would be under the impression of two things number one if Lamette was put on the injured list or number two if they did go with a six man rotation yeah that, that that's interesting too man I'm not a big fan of that six man rotation I just not for. Not for this team. Not when you yeah. know you're chasing the world champions in front of you, the team that keeps winning the division. You can't take a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to get back to Darvish and Snell as yeah. fast as you can. Yeah. Keep them in that Keep them That's in just, that just, just my feeling. Yeah, is because that it, it's, what are you going to do gonna next feel like a sprint. back in the mix? Yeah. This division's going to feel like Yeah. This division's going to feel like a sprint. And that's yeah. – Like, it, it was just on the Dodgers side. David Price said, hey, I'm ready to go bullpen. You don't need uh, – mm-hmm. if you want to go with oh, May in the rotation or – Gonsolin and goes, stick me in the bullpen. Whether I'm a closer or a setup guy, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And then you're thinking, he makes the same amount of money as Machado yeah. makes. Right, the guy, heart of the sheep. Huh? Ho- holy shit. So, yeah, it's a fucking ton, <laughs> a ton of money. Um, with Gore, though, yeah, I'd love to see Gore up if he's if he's ready. There's no need to rush Gore right now with the yeah. team that you have. And, yeah, the, the whole idea is, well, how many years has it been since you drafted? Yeah, this would be year five in the minors. So it's uh, it's Wednesday. So, maybe Monday, right? Circling back. Dude, I don't even know anymore the way that these guys do it. Like, you would yeah. think these guys would be in, in, pitching more than they are, but yeah. they, they know what they're doing. Every team's yeah. doing it the same way the pods are, by the way. Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're stretched yeah. out so far you know, apart on when they're going to throw next. Yeah. 
So they'll uh, they'll get them rolling. Yeah, crank I, it up a little bit. I do want to point this out to uh, to your boy Woods. Okay, not taking too many shots, but here's another shot. You and I both like Cronenworth at second base this year. Yeah. Okay, two for two today, hitting four sixty two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kim over here, who there's a guy Woods wants to see at second base, hitting one forty three. Yeah, I'm not worried about that either. Oh, he can't fucking hit, dude. Don't give me that bullshit. I told I, you. I just did. Fastest he's ever seen is 86. Jesus Christ. You shut up. Fuck, throw this gonna, fucking water bottle. Huge disappointment. You're a huge disappointment. <laughs> By the way, Tommy Pham hitting zero. Over three I, I, oh, again. Oh, but God, what oh, what a competitor. <laughs> what a competitor. This fucking guy with his contact lenses. We sound like a completely fucking blind. Isn't that great? We got $11 million when the start of AC's article is, hey, go take your glass dining room table and take a bar of soap and rub it all around and then look through it and then flash a light through it and see if you can hit a fastball. Well, no, I'm not going to do that to the table, Kevin. Oh, shit. Sorry. (laughs) What? How's your boy Tommy Pham? Yeah. I'm not going to do that to the coffee table, okay? I'll do it to your coffee table. And then, uh, I, I again, I, I get it, right? All I know is Taylor Trammell is expected to start for the Mariners. And is go, he really? Yeah, he's going to start. Holy shit. Perdomo is supposed to start for the Red Sox. Well, f- f- Renfro is starting for the Red Sox, too. Go ahead. Oh, look at that. Perdomo? Per, I'm not Perdomo. Fucking sorry. Franchi Cordero. I'm glad he repeated that. Franchi Cordero Franchi being and, healthy for one game. Oh, see, look at this. This is what Padre fans do, and I hate it more than anything. Once a guy leaves, you guys rip the fuck out of him. Oh, how about unless Fran his Mill? Name is Fran, unless his name is Fran Mill. Well, not that guy. You Breaking COVID the- protocol twice. Yeah, see? What the hell's going on in Cleveland? Yeah. It's fucking guys. That's why they got him out of here. They knew he was a loose cannon. So you went and traded him for a guy that fucked up in Cleveland. Look, why do we do that? Why do we rat fuck guys once they stop wearing the uniform? I'm just saying you're celebrating Franchi Cordero playing. I, I love Franchi, but the fucking guy. I'm played. saying he's starting, is what I said. I didn't. Say, I'm not buying his jersey or telling he's What's winning. What's the over under on that bats that he gets in this year? Hundred. <laughs> he's replacing Benintendi. Yeah, hundred. And they traded him to the Royals. How do you end up with the Red Sox for Benintendi? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, shit. <laughs> well, shit. That's funny. I look at that from the Royals' perspective. Ben Attendee's been a little bit struggling, right? Yeah, he has, he has struggled. It makes more, a lot more money. It's, I uh, dig Franchi, man. Fuck. They always do that, though. It seems like, oh, I love that Can't guy. Can't say healthy. Guy. Oh, fuck him. Fuck him is fuck right. Fuck Joey Lucchese. Fuck Eric Lauer. Eric Lauer is even on. Fuck Zach Davies. Fuck everybody. Does Eric fuck Lauer Eric, even fuck Major Eric League Baseball? Oh, my God. Yeah, isn't he with the Brewers still? Am I wrong I'm on that? I'm not sure. Fuck, dude. It's crazy. He might be doing post-game. Fuck Margot. Fuck Urias. You guys, everyone's fuck that guy. Get him out of here. Fuck Hedges. Fuck Hedges. We said fuck Hedges when he was here. Fuck Moreland. You guys, everybody, fuck, fuck that guy. Every, dude, it's so He's re- Moreland? No, fucking... Uh, Mitch? Mitch. Nobody even remembers That's Mitch Moreland saying. being here. Everybody fucking rap fucks these Padre guys when they leave, except for two guys. Oh, really? Fran Mill and Eric Owens. Eric Owens. You fucking idiots. Yeah. Fuck Chase Headley. Yeah, let's go through your Dodgers. Who fuck are you Brian saying Mitchell. about? I don't say fuck anybody. Fuck you, Darvish. I don't say, I've never said fuck you, Darvish. Fuck you. <laughs> Ever. You said fuck you, Darvish. All the time. Dude, I've never once said that about a guy that when he stops wearing the uniform. Holy shit. The only guy I've ever got mad about where I said fuck that guy is J.D. Drew. 
Oh, yeah. Because J.D. Drew opted out of his contract trying to get a bigger deal, and then the Red Sox uh, swooped in and grabbed him. Yeah. That was the only one. But J.D. Drew was a cocksucker when he came out yeah. of high school. Yeah. he. You could, I think a lot of people yeah. said that, right? Remember, he fucked over. Was it the Phillies he fucked over, right? And then ended up yeah. with the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. He has a history of fucking people God over. damn. J.D. <laughs> Drew. Wow. It's the only guy, but holy shit, man. In San Diego, it is insane to me how many times we'd go, Get fuck, him out of here. They, all they did was lead to one more year of fucking misery. Sorry that we didn't send him a fruit basket, okay? Sorry, Gordon Jump. I'm trying to think who the next guy is. Patino. You guys, fuck that guy. You guys. Pomerantz. Oh <laughs> yeah, you guys did say fuck Pomerantz. <laughs> you guys did. Don't say hey. you didn't. And I was like, dude, he was an all-star. Fuck him. Fuck him. shit. See what we've got in return? Welcome home. Fuck Upton and his brother. Both Mm -hmm. you guys. Guys. Never said fuck. No, never said fuck it to a BJ. Ever. (laughs) Maybe to Justin. (laughs) Okay, here's another guy. Kimbrel. Yeah, you guys said fuck him too. I don't think so. 100%. Boy, we got rid of him fucking time, didn't we? Fuck Houston Street. (laughs) Fuck Houston Street. (laughs) San Diego fans are insane. What the fuck? I don't think they liked Adrian. I think they were sick yeah, of his Adrian shit. Yeah, Adrian was another left. one. Yeah. Adrian didn't demand a trade. Peavy? Oh, fuck. Get out of here with your yeah, noodle arm. That was it. And the thing with and Adrian, they did. They Adrian did not ask to be traded. He asked for two things. Bring the fucking fences in, which they did after he left. Yeah, there you go. And then he said, just get me either a guy in front of me or behind me to protect oh, God, me. God, this guy. Look at yeah, this guy. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Needy Adrian. God damn it. Always with your hand out. <laughs> it's fucking town. Yeah, fuck Chris Young. Oh, yeah, right. You guys, yeah. over and over again. It's the craziest shit. Oh, we love our Padres. Oh, yeah, they're wearing a different uniform. Fuck well, that guy. Never liked him. Well, Chan Ho Park's still here. We love him. <laughs> fuck Derek Norris. Everybody. Fuck Derek Norris. <laughs> I can't wait for Will Myers to be with a different team. Oh, fuck that guy. Never hustled. <laughs> fuck Doug Trash Mar- Mexican food. Doug Marabelli. Yeah. Yeah, Doug, Marimel, Doug Marabelli deserved to say, fuck that guy. He was an asshole. Remember, he begged to get out of here? Yeah. He like got here as soon as he got here. Get me the fuck out of here. Get me back get me to Boston. Right back. That son of a bitch. Jesus, man. All right. Hey, want to mention Brian Curry. Right now, so many people are in the market right now trying to sell their house. Here's the interesting thing right now. If you're trying to buy a home, and you know this if you've looked around, you might put an offer in, and all of a sudden, your offer is not taken because all of a sudden, it's 80000 over the listing Jesus. price. People right now are having the hardest time finding homes. That's why you need a guy like Brian Curry, who knows when houses are about to go on the market. You get a head start and give you an idea of what your bid should be. I have so many people I know that have told me, man, we found a home and it was it was already gone. No matter what part of San Diego you're looking at, Brian knows San Diego County better than anyone else. Again, he's been doing it more than 20 years. you got to call Brian Curry if you're interested in buying a home. Also, make sure when he sells you the home that you currently have, he's going to get the most amount of money for it. 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, Dave, you mentioned it. We we say all the time, what if you're buying a house? What if you are selling the house? How far do you go before you know you've got the right bid, right? Yep. If somebody comes in and you go, man, they're 15000 over our asking price. Do we jump at it? Or is there a chance somebody could come in at twenty? But if you're waiting for twenty and you lose the fifteen, and now the next guy comes in just at the bid... How well did you do in the end? So you need somebody who's been around the corner. You need somebody who's been around the block, and that is Brian Curry. Yeah, I can't think of anybody better to help you with this sale because 
Uh, a lot of people have equity in your property, and maybe that house you have, you just want to change out. Maybe you want to go to a little smaller place. Maybe you want to go to a little smaller place in a better neighborhood. You can do all of that. Make sure you give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. When you get that home get that home, and you're ready to bank improvements to the backyard, don't forget about Taylor May Pools. That brand new pool would be look fantastic about there. You don't forget about the new construction on commercial and residential that Alan Taylor also does. Full remodels on both commercial and residential. New equipment, repairs, pool resurfacing, anything that you possibly think of. He's going to make your backyard a staycation. Alan Taylor has it down. Again, more than 20 years of putting pools in your backyard. Taylor made pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. There are quite a few of you that could need a new pool, but... But for those of you that maybe had those pools put in in the 70s or the early 80s and the pool looks like it's in the back of the Thunderbird Motel, (laughs) why not make the change? Why not let Alan and his team come in and show you what they can do? Dave mentions it. The 3D technology. Get a look at what the backyard can all of a sudden become. Because, yeah, while we all hope that we're back seeing baseball games or NFL games, Dave's going to Lady Antebellum. Yes. There's still going to be plenty of time for you to hang out in the backyard, and why not make it the coolest backyard on the block? You can do that by having tailor-made pools come in and work their magic. Go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Look on that sponsor page, tailor-made pools. See for yourself the magic they can do. We love our advertisers. My favorite thing about our advertisers is when someone says, I've called one of your advertisers and can't thank you enough. I got one of those this morning. Yeah. Kyle Fluger. I told you guys, Kyle Fluger right. is the best there is when it comes to websites. He's the guy that can help you out very quickly, get you up and going. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Well, I've been thinking a lot about it, Dave, because the one thing that we hear from so many listeners is, hey, there's so much free stepmom porn on the net yeah. right now. We don't know where to go. So starting probably in mid-April, uh, I think I'll have Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Dave will have Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> Look for our daily reviews of individual stepmom porn. It's our opportunity to give back to you. It'll be a brief recap, probably no more than 25,000 words. We'll have a three-star rating on it, four-star rating, maybe even a five-star if Brandy Love's involved. All of those things are coming, and the guy who's going to help us make that magic is Kyle Fluger. Now, I'm not saying you need to write stepmom porn reviews on your site. We need to. But if your audience says, whoa, pump the brakes, I'm just looking for a nice pot to put my tulips in, well, then maybe they don't need to know about porn, but they need some improvements to your website to help them. The guy who can make it happen is Kyle Fluger. Do you realize the issue that's going on around the country right now? All these stepmoms that for some reason are getting stuck in the dryer? Like, all the time. It's insane. It's All they're trying to do is get the goddamn socks out and just getting violated. Don't understand it. No, and the laundry gets all, oh, they got to start over. <laughs> but I tell you what, Dave, man, are they patient. And they all look like they're about 24 years old. I'm not sure how that happened, but what do I know? Hey, Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to finances. Dan Williams is the guy you need to call right now. Tax season's right here. You got to figure out what you're doing going forward. Make sure you call Dan. You can also check out exactly what he put up on YouTube yesterday, Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday. Dan's number is 858-688-6813. Can get you out of debt and also get you your first home. 858-688-6813. To reminder, in two weeks, no show on a Wednesday night. Because I'm doing a little staycation in Coronado with my kids. They'll be on spring break. 
and we're out. And I'm very, very happy I can do that because I followed the steps that Dan had for borrow smart, repay smart, was able to get out of debt, was able to do things like set up a cool little payment plan to get my kids uh, and I king season tickets, paid off my car, paid off my work computer, paid off everything else, and still had the opportunity to do a little uh, six-day getaway to hang out, throw the football, and just goof around. And I appreciate Dan working and, and helping me, helping a very close family friend who was in big trouble a couple of weeks ago and, man, looked happy as could be when I saw him the other day. That's all because Dan helped him get his finances in line right now as Dave mentioned the tax season and more importantly as you look ahead to buying a house in the new year. 858-688-6813. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? we got some big names here. Okay. we got March 10th. We're going to start off with Carrie Underwood. God damn, that, she seems like she's about perfect. She is. I bet she stinks in the sack. Though. I think she's a alley cat. Tony Romo dumped her. I'm saying what she's bad in the sack. What does he fucking know? He wears Skechers. <laughs> fucking, you're going to take advice from a guy wearing Skechers? I'm just saying. Yeah, not, well, you wore shoes from Kmart, so I can see why you trust I'm just saying, Tony Romo. If she's perfect, he doesn't dump her. Maybe she dumped him. I don't think Those so. Those big fucking ears. He's from San Diego. Watch your He's mouth. He's not from San he Diego. He is, too. He was born in San Diego. I think he lived in La Mesa for a day, and he moved to Wisconsin. Get the fuck out of here. He did. Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo. See what I mean? That's what we do in this town. He's not one of ours. You leave San Diego, and you call a guy Dumbo. <laughs> Fucking guy. What are you, in third grade? You get suspended so fast in today's school. I would. Uh, I think she's... <laughs> I think she's... 37. Really close. 38. Ah, oh, so great. I think she's 100 million. 140 million. God damn. $140 million. All right. We used to do these jokes all the time, but it's his birthday today. It's Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is 70. He is 81. No yeah. way. Yeah. No way. Yep. He'd still beat that shit he out is. of you. What's that? What, here's my Chuck Norris joke. Why does Chuck Norris only fuck missionary? Why? Because Chuck Norris never fucks up. Oh, look at him. We used to tell Chuck Norris jokes all the time about that he free FF thing. He did. He loved him. He, like when they, I've seen YouTubes like where they read them to him and he loves them all. <laughs> he seems very cool. Um, I'm going to say he's $40 million. $70 million. Good for him. All right. Here's a, I'm interested in your guess on this one. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Uh, say she's 58. 63. No kidding. Yeah. 35 million. Uh, $60 million. Wow. She was great in Casino. She was great in Basic Instinct. Yeah. <laughs> Did she talk in that movie? I don't, I don't even remember. remember. <laughs> Sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. Didn't matter. Great actress. Should have won the Academy Award or the Golden Globe. John Hamm. God. John Hamm, he's one of those guys who thinks he's a little too... <laughs> you think so? Yeah. John Hamm. I always think John Hamm's one of those guys everybody likes. 52. I thought you were going to get it right. 50. 50. Uh, I'm going to say he's worth... Go back to my $25 million number. $40 million. Oh, wow. $40 million. All right, last one, and this is way, way back in the day. Okay. Jasmine Guy. 
Oh, shit. Jasmine Guy. Uh, 54. 59. No way. Yeah. Wow. And a couple of these are like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, five million. Close. Four million. I didn't That's think you'd get a chance. I thought you were going to say like 500,000. No way. Good for her. All right. Five random questions here. Okay. Who would win in a fight between Paul, Ben, and Steve? Uh, Paul. Dude, I was going to say Paul, too. I didn't think you were going to say Paul. Yeah. Paul, Ben's the first guy out. Yeah. And Steve's scrappy for sure, but a lot of heaters in that system. Yeah. He doesn't have the wind. Paul's a big kid. Yeah. Paul's a big dude. Yeah. And I bet he's really angry by the way he's been treated over the years. Yeah. I think uh, I think Megan takes them all, but she's not involved. I'll take Paul. <laughs> you think Megan takes them all? All right, here we go. Are the Padres top heavy, meaning they only have two players at the top of the lineup, Tatis and Machado, that you actually have faith in for an entire season? No, I do like Grisham too. I okay. like that. He's my he's the guy I have the least amount of faith in. Well, nobody asked. Okay. Um, let me think about that. Uh, I mean, it's what I said the other day. Is that when you look at the lineup, I like one, two, three, and I like six, seven, eight. It's four and five that concern me a little bit. Oh, but that fam. My God. <laughs> my God. Like we talk about him in this fucking town, like the guy's Joe DiMaggio. He'll be out in one year. He's gone. Yeah. He's a fucking placeholder for one year. I'm with you. Until CJ Abrams is ready to go. Yeah. Or Ona or or somebody else. I'm with you. Absolute placeholder for one year. And then what'll happen a year from now, Dave? We're fuck re- Tommy yeah, Fam. Fuck fam. Fucking guy got stabbed, blind bastard. <laughs> like, like I hope listen, anybody who watched him with the Rays, you remember he was a special player. And it and it's pretty wild when you read about what he's overcome to be it, which is awesome. Stop fucking jerking the guy off under the bleachers. He hasn't done shit. Yeah. If the guy comes here and performs, then we go, okay, great. But right now, that trade was Cronenworth. You got Cronenworth in that deal. And to this point, fam's been the throw-in. But yeah. God damn. Every day, we got to read about this fucking guy. Like, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I'm not blaming Tommy Fam. He's not doing anything. He's just trying to come back. But the media for some... <sighs> I tell you what. He's edgy. <laughs> All right. Got it. Swing and a miss, strike three. Just remember this. Good guys don't get stabbed in the back. Die. Well, I tell you what, Dave, if you didn't see that intensity right there, Fam struck out for the ninth time this year. And as he was walking off, he just fired his helmet. I mean, this guy, he's edgy. He's a competitor. Can't hit. He's fucking blind in both eyes. But boy, the, the determination. What is the most useless thing you know how to do? Oh, that's great. Um, probably my John Butler impression. I, I, you're, I think you're a good singer. I think singing an impression. Oh, dude, we had it all figured out. My ex-wife's birthday, I almost blurted out the year. Her birthday is coming up yeah. on April 1st. My son, Kate, and I were all in that we were going to rent a karaoke machine for her birthday. We were all in on it. And she said, no way. And my son, Jack, said, no way. We were all, really? we were ready to go. Kate and I were all, I said, it'd be great. And I told him, I go, it's uh, April 1st is Padres opening day, and I'm off April 2nd because yeah. it's Good Friday. And I said to him, I will sit in here and just drink black, Tiki rum, <laughs> and I'll sing my ass off all night. 
And he was all fired up. He's like, what are you going to sing? I go, what do you want me to sing? He goes, I don't know. I go, you just name it. I'll, I'll go the whole, the whole night long. And I go, what about you? He goes, I'm in. Good. He goes, I'll sing Taylor Swift. I'll sing whatever. Yeah. Whatever makes you laugh, I'll sing it. And I go, this would be the greatest night ever. And Jack and their mom were like, well, you guys can do it. We're going to sushi. Couldn't believe what a couple of wet blankets they were. <laughs> I'm going to be really great. Couple of big dorks sat there singing Taylor Swift. And I'll tell you what, there, buddy. You ever bad mouth me again? I'll come right on the ground and beat the fuck out of you and your little pal over there. Can you can your wife sing? God can you no. Need to sing? God no. Couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. Oh my god, that's funny. When did you realize she couldn't sing? Do you ever uh, heard about like, day in the car? one? Really? Uh, yeah. She listen. I can't sing either. It's embarrassing. But she's this. Like when you have a song. Uh, and it's just loud enough where you hear it. Yeah. Hey, 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 over there. Shh. <laughs> Shh. But, but the thing that is fantastic about her, it is the funniest thing ever, is uh, I got to think of this movie. God damn it. I can't think if it's Despicable Me or whatever. There's a song in there called Everything is Awesome. Maybe it's the Lego movie. Okay. God damn, Dave, she sings this at full voice and does the dance. It is the funniest goddamn thing ever. And our kids just look at her like she's insane. And I, she does it just because it makes me laugh every time. So she's great. I don't think she would, if it was the four of us, Yeah, she would probably go for it. Jack wouldn't do it at all because he's just fucking bore. <laughs> uh, and I told him, I go, you have no game at all. And... uh yeah, I said, I said oh, I'm, I'm all in. Let's yeah. go. Well, it would be great. Kate, I like I, so I love Kate, who, yeah. when he was a kid, hated doing anything because he was afraid people would laugh at him. And I was like, dude, just live your life. And he told me the other day, he goes, I'll sing Taylor Swift. He goes, you put anything in. He goes, cool. Put one of those boy bands in. He goes, I'll yeah. do it. If you want me yeah. to do it, I'll do it. But he goes, but then I'm picking your song. I go, go ahead. Yeah. Whatever you want. And they were like, nope. No. So, Dude, I was at a party. Oh, fuck. But I wouldn't do it with like if it yeah. was like you, me, Woods, Cost. No. Oh, really? No, I, I'm not. With those guys, I would do it. But no. I was at a party with. I'm trying. It might have been over a year ago. It was. It was a lot of people. It was like 30 people, and they're the the machine going. And Josh dropped by to say hi, and he jumped right in with like Backstreet Boys and Insane. Dude, it was Dude, fucking funny as shit. He's got that one video. I told him he had that one video. This was like two months ago. And he put it up. It might have been on Instagram where he was dancing his ass off. It was great. He doesn't give a fuck. No, that's the other thing. Yeah. That's that's the one thing I don't think we te- treat teach our kids enough is to be fearless and yeah. have some fun and be able to laugh at yourself. I told him, I go, God damn, was that great? He goes, I nailed it. I go, you did nail it. <laughs> I go, I nailed it. <laughs> he, he did. He told me. He goes, I nailed it. He did. He was great. Oh, my gosh. All right, here we go. Last one. Okay. What would you not do for $5 million? Oh, I like that. Oh, I got to think about that. What would I not do? Do you have one? Yeah, I wouldn't cut my dick off for $5 million. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not being mutilated. Um, would you cut a finger off for $5 million? 100% I would. Yeah, which yeah. one? Pinky. <laughs> Ronnie Lott did it. 
Yeah, I think you could probably survive more without your ring finger than your pinky. Yeah, there is one that I know. There's one. There's like a toe. You're. I think it's the toe next to your big toe. They say if you cut that off, they fucking you fall right over. Like you can't keep <laughs> oh, your balance. No, and shit. Really? Yeah, there's like I think that's the toe. They says it keeps your balance. I I hate the idea of like being. Oh, I know exactly. It's the um, it's the it's the thing like David Blaine does like these things, and Dave Smiley does. Where it's like you're buried alive. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. No fuck. I barely can make it through an MRI. Yeah, exactly. Any of those things, like those tricks where those yeah. guys, I remember Blaine was on ice yeah, I remember that. in Times Square for yeah. like 36 hours. Yeah. Dude, I could not do that. I yeah. could not do that for $5 million. What was the What was the dwarf that was drunk on Stern in the bunny suit in front Hank? of ice? Hank. Remember that? He was in the bunny suit trying to fuck David Blaine up and shit in front of the ice. Oh, shit. Yeah, I couldn't. Anything like that, I couldn't do that. No. Because claustrophobia yeah. would kick in. Oh, me too. Complete panic. I don't know how those guys. That shit makes me nervous to watch. Yeah, I'm with you. No. Oh, I tell you the other thing. Any of that shit that you and Pete and Point Loma, that maniac kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't do any of that. Where he's oh. doing the backflips onto the barbed wire yeah. or the rat traps or yeah. any of that. No, yeah. I, I can't. He almost breaks his elbow in every video. Yeah, where he's elbowing, like doing the flying elbow smash onto the microwave. No. I could uh, do those. Those I could do. Onto the barbed wire? For five million bucks? Without a doubt. I would do that. Yeah, oh, I, I would oh, do that. What about for $100? No, not for 100 For $5 million, I'm in. What about if we got a few guys to kick in for 1000 bucks? Would you jump off? If we got you 1000 bucks, would you jump off onto a board full of barbed wire? I got to think about that one. Fuck, dude. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an All infection. I got to do is get 10 guys to yeah. put in 100. Oh, I know. I'm in I've for already, 100. I've already, got, I've already got 1,000 from you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But would you do that, guy? Oh, boy. 1,000 doesn't seem like enough to worry about infection. I just keep thinking, fuck, I get an infection. Um, the pain part, I wouldn't worry about. I think I got a really good pain tolerance. It's the, it's the, the infection. The barbed wire yeah. scares the shit out. Yeah. We watched that stupid AEW wrestling yeah. the other night. And these guys were flinging each other into uh, barbed wire. I don't know. How, yeah. how do you do that? <laughs> like, that just to me. Uh, no way. I couldn't do like. And those guys were great. So funny. But I couldn't do that. Yeah, a thousand I wouldn't do. No, that's not, that's not enough money to worry about that. I, the, yeah. the pain part I'm not worried about. It's the, it's honestly, it's what, what would happen? What kind of yeah. problems would I have uh, afterwards? No way. Yeah. That's funny. A thousand bucks. We just wanted five million, but it's your bag, so you go ahead and do. (laughs) Well, I can't give five million, but I know, I know Billy will kick in. Of course, Billy would do the whole thing. God damn, he would just watch you. Yeah, he just wants to push you into it. Yeah, he does. He does. That son of a bitch. If I put a GoFundMe together, I could probably. What about twenty five hundred? You're going in the right direction, man. I'm telling you, twenty five hundred sounds good. Um. Could you imagine your wife if we told her, oh, she would hey, we're going gonna to push Dave into a wall. You're going to have to fall into yeah, it, though. I got it. I got it. Yeah, no, I, w- I would do it right. I wouldn't fucking rip you guys off. I got to think about it. 2,500 is in the right direction, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 2,500 is making me think. All yeah, right. Yeah. We'll, we'll circle back to it on okay, Monday. We'll see what their response is. How much? <laughs> I know Billy would go 2,500, no problem. Jesus. Well, he doesn't have to pay the full thing. We'll no, kick I in. Know. Oh, we got to get 25. You know, miserable Padre fans in. Yeah, he would be in. He would be in. Do you but. see my leisure fryer joke today? I brought no. a leisure fryer joke today because it was on this day in 1986 
that Mike Tyson knocked out this guy, Steve Zowski, who had been 2-7 and seven in his last nine fights. And I put the clip out, and I said it was on this day in 1986 that Leisure Fryer last used his birth name of Steve Zowski. <laughs> and you just see Tyson hit this fucking piece of shit right in the face and just drop him. Oh, that was 2-7. and seven. Who the fuck yeah. said, hey, I like this matchup. <laughs> this guy's going to give Mike a challenge. How long was he out? How long did it take the fight? Oh, fuck. Mike knocked him out in the first round. Yeah. Holy shit, man. I put it this way. You could name any amount of money. I would not take a punch from Mike right. Tyson. Right. Like that. Just yeah. sit there. That's fucking insane. Because you'd have to think. They signed a fight. You got to think about it for 90 days yeah. at least, right? Holy shit. You're just counting down. Like, guys getting executed are like, well, fuck. At least for yeah. me, it's over. And I get one good last meal. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have to go to Target tomorrow and have the guy go, dude, you got that shit beat yeah, out of you. I'm not interested in breaking my face. No, but you'll jump into barbed wire maybe. Yeah, that one I'm thinking about. All, All right. right. It's on the table. All right, we'll think about it. We'll bring it back. <laughs> All right, we'll see you on Monday. See you. Stop.